Alrighty, all ready to start recording? Okay, everybody's ready. It's everybody's recording, good? so whenever you want to. All right, whenever you want to start, Matt, quit fucking around and just say something. Good morning, everybody. Happy Sunday. This is Matthew, Sunday school teacher, Selma May Brewster. We're going to be talking a lot about Satan today, so y'all don't be scared, okay? It's going to be okay. Don't deny the power of Satan. Don't deny the power of not Satan either, Billy. I'm just saying. This is This is Nigel Nigerson, and you're listening to Metal Nerdery. Please follow them on the social media. Uh, they are now on Twitter at Metal Nerdery. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram at Metal Nerdery Podcast. And search for them out in the Googles at metalnerdery.com slash podcast. This is Obvious Osborne. That guy's British. Isn't it obvious? Oi, Selma May, shut your hole, mate. Talking about some important shit today, everybody. This is Archie talking about fucking King Diamond. Hail Satan and King Diamond, I. I mean, not really hail Satan, but also yeah, fucking Satan, because it's King Diamond. It's Abigail. Fucking concept record, isn't it? About some dead baby cunt from England. No, Archie. Jeez, back it off. Easy now. Sorry, Archie gets excited on Sunday mornings. Good morning, afternoon, and evening, everybody. It is the Metal Nerdery Nerds. It is Matthew, it is Billiam, and our second special guest podcaster, I guess that's right, or special guest host, that would be the correct term, would be one Eric Nixon. Hello, hello. What's up? Hello, thank you, kudos and commitments. And you know what? You get the condiments also. Oh, condiments. Eric is part of the Metal Nerdery Friends and Family Syndicate, so he can speak to metal as much as we can, especially what we are talking about today on this lovely, cloudy, evil-looking Sunday, King Diamond's Abigail. Fucking monster record. That's what the beer said to the mic stand. <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> Non-alcoholic beer? It is not. It is a Heineken. I was kind of expecting some fireballs. It's but a Heine. I guess Billiam has not made the fireballs yet. Oh, I'll get you a fireball. Oh, all right, cool. <laughs> Maybe when we frost. Fireball. But fucking Abigail, I don't know if y'all remember, but for me, like, back when I first heard of King Diamond, because this was going back to, like, middle school, you know, way, way back. Like, at the beginning of, you know, finding all the possible shit you could be into and being just hyped up about it. Yeah. And somebody, a girl in eighth grade, was telling me about King Diamond. I was like, what? what's it like? Because at that point, I was like, fuck, I want to know everything. Tell me. I don't give a shit what, what it is. If it's metal, if it's extreme, if it's European, fucking tell me. And we started talking, and that was when Fatal Portrait and Abigail were the only two things that King Diamond had released yet, besides the Merciful Fate stuff. And she was like, she's like, yeah, it's like Judas Priest, but better. I'm like, better? I mean, that's that's a pretty big, tall order, you know? Sure. Like Judas Priest, but better. But the King Diamond band always had that super European metal feel and vibe to it. And of course, that's where we get, you know, Metallica's giving them tribute with a lot of merciful fate medleys and stuff over the years so right king diamond is all about the proper metal yeah and high pitch vocals too right oh yeah he's kind of like the bgs of uh metal <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's kind of like he's all of the bgs except eviler and not uh disco-y definitely eviler definitely eviler <laughs> don't deny the power of king diamond <laughs> yeah definitely eviler 
And and the funny thing is, what's so strange to me about King Diamond is that when you first hear King Diamond, like if you've never heard King Diamond, that's kind of an eerie sounding vocalist. If you're not ready for it, against the the way everything else sounds, it's just it's kind of eerie. Yeah, I got a my brother has an outside perspective of King Diamond as silly. Silly. silly? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he, he finds it very silly. Like he doesn't even, or he just doesn't get the whole theatrical part, or he just thinks it's he just He doesn't goofy. get the whole, uh, he's several years younger and came up when, when we were in high school, metal was cool. Right. When he was in high school, rap was starting to be cool. So he doesn't get the whole death, dying, Halloween feel to right. any of it. So especially the king. Okay, so he's not even dialed into that headspace. No, so he no, can't no, even no. get it. Okay. No, so he Silly. sees the king, at, especially the makeup and the high pitch. He sees it as um, comical. No fucking way, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the first time I heard King Diamond, like that voice. I mean, I was it was kind of creepy because I was like, "What the fuck?" Oh, for sure. But then when you if you think about it, like the old Sabbath, because Sabbath was like that kind of. Because Ozzy's voice was a little higher than normal. It wasn't King Diamond high, but it was like it was an unusual pitch and that range you know yeah. and it kind of added to like the crushingness of the music and kind of the same way with here like his eerie and banshee e banshee you know ghosty ghosty is a shitty word but ghostly sounding screams and shit that he does it just adds to that eeriness that and the reverb and all the other crazy shit but i don't remember the first time i heard it but i know that it just it didn't get me like like all the other metal, yeah, didn't hook you. No, it didn't. Was it and a grower I, then? Yeah, and I, I, you know, from that point on, I didn't really listen to much of it. I didn't seek it out when yeah. it was on. It wasn't. I didn't cringe or anything. I just, I think it was a high pitched voice. I just, yeah. I just couldn't take. But, but it, now when I listen to it, you know, um, kind of get it more. Understanding more in that space. what it is, yeah, you know, the music's good, and obviously he can sing his ass off. Yeah. So. It's, and he and he doesn't even good. do that all the time. It's just that's right. kind of mostly what it's known for. Because yeah. he'll shift into the. I think you either love it or you hate it. Yeah, and I well, happen to love it. Myself. We here at Metal Nursery love the King Diamond. Yeah. I ran around with some guys in a in a uh, alternate band, and they covered a lot of Merciful Fate stuff. Really? So, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So could they sing it like that though? No. No. <laughs> but I mean. So like Jamie Josta doing King Diamond covers is like, oh wait, Hate Breed doing King Diamond? That'd be weird. What was the name of the band? Oh, man, many, many different names. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, er- Eric and Chris, both y'all know them. Mm-hmm. Right? Eric and Chris. Mm-hmm. Many, many different, but um, big Merciful Fate, you know. And Merciful Fate was definitely very much in the kind of pro- progressive, not really even thrash, but like progressive metal in terms of like the heavier, darker thing, but like yeah. with the more intricate arrangements. And yeah, the, musicians, musicians, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Like back of the house style. But anyway, so we're going to talk about Abigail today and we're going to get into the tracks and some of the creepy backstory. Um, it is for it is King Diamond's first concept record, by the way. The first record, and, and this is just kind of a side note. Usually here at Metal Nerdery, we try and do the start with the first artist we're covering, start their first first album. But you know what? We can pretty much do whatever the fuck we want. So we'll go back and do a back shadowing episode of Fatal Portrait. But for now, we're doing Abigail. So now Matt will shut the fuck up, and we'll move forward. Let's start with the artwork. 
did y'all not like when I first saw the cover to Abigail, like with the the horse drawn carriage and the creepy looking Undertaker dudes driving the carriage, and then the night sky and the clouds. It's like that. I could literally see like the whole story just from looking at that album cover. Like you get it, like the darkness and the creepiness, and it's just like holy shit. What kind of you know? By the way, as a, as a side note. To all the other side notes that I just said. Jesus, with your side notes. And today It's Side Note Sunday here at Middle Nursery. <laughs> it's Satanic Side Note Sunday. <laughs> That's the abbreviation. But as a side note, I forgot what I'm saying, so I'll come back to my side note later. It has a very uh, Bram Stoker's feel yeah. to it. Very Old sure. school. Yeah. Creepy. Dark and creepy. Dracula. Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one. Damn, I hate when I do that. That must be my temporary alzheimer's coming on or maybe it's all the drugs i did for breakfast this morning i don't know <laughs> hey y'all this is sam Elliott. i haven't stopped in in a minute but uh is uh adam a king <laughs> fan hell yeah yeah in fact i think most of because i think he and i were talking about it but i think he had king diamond stuff before i did yeah. so it was like he was one of the first dudes i knew that had king diamond i was like woo. You know, back in the day when you go through everybody's tapes, yeah. the cassettes, right. yeah. and you'd be like, oh, what do you, oh, fuck, I don't have that one. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Isn't that funny? You would meet a new guy and rummage through his tape collection <laughs> right. to decide, is yeah. this my kind of people? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of like you'd rate him as a person. It's like, all right, what do you got? Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Motley Crue, Metallica. Yep. Okay. Oh, yep. Forbidden? Oh, okay. Mm. Coroner? Okay. There we go. King Diamond? Now we're talking. You're my people. Slayer? All right, you're yeah. in. Cryptic Slaughter? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no? Is that what you said? <laughs> no, I said, come on. <laughs> I saw Cryptic Slaughter. Huh? Celtic Frost. Way to fell in love. Celtic Frost. Yeah. Cel- Celtic Frost could be all right. Only if you got to pee. <laughs> or if you got to frost first. Oh, yeah. Side note. So the side note, Satanic Sunday side note. Hello. I am going to, and my goal back. in life is to try and write a screenplay about Abigail and get King Diamond to be actively involved in it. I think that would be a killer fucking movie. Do you not think so? Yeah. Hell yeah. It would be badass. It would be creepy as shit, too, because I've seen all that shit. I've listened to that album countless times, and every time I play it, it's like theater of the mind shit for me. Every time. It's just amazing. But shall we get into the history and all the notes? Certainly. Released. Oh, you want to go down here? Or you want to look at the... Uh, we could go, go back up here. Uh, we'll eat. Well, ever. Here. Hold on. Join us. That's okay. right. We, we rewounded. Uh, released June 15, 1987. 33 years ago. Wow. This month. Amazing. Crazy. Recorded in soundtrack studio Copenhagen, Denmark. Apparently they're known for their snuff over there. Uh, from December 86 to February 1987 on Raid Runner Records. And the plot, we won't get into the plot because we'll talk about the plot as we go along with the dive. But the plot of it, it's it's present day on the album is 1845 and it's flashing back to July 7th, 1777. Not 1977. Uh, this is King Diamond. I'm the time traveler. <laughs> Miriam, honey, come on. We got to go. We got to get back to 1997. No, this, is, this is a whole thing. Yeah. I mean. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a whole screenplay, yeah, right? Like, oh, yeah. Like we were talking about before. Like with, that would be uh, the plot synopsis right there. So it's like you, all, the, all the 
stories there, but it's like, it's just, okay, who's going to do the. It's Alice Cooper on steroids. Yeah, it is Alice Cooper on steroids. So the, and this is, this is something that was said earlier that through psychic connection, Bill told Eric this earlier. And then I said the same thing later. And then Bill said, that's what I said, which means the same thing. But King Diamond is to Alice Cooper as Pantera is to Metallica. Like Pantera is Metallica on steroids. King Diamond is Alice Cooper on steroids. Steroids and extra Satan. <laughs> A side of Satan. A side, A of, side Satan. of Satan. An extra side of Satan. So shall we... Uh, one of the little factoid things, which is fun. Actually, you know, go back to the... I'm all over the road this morning. See, this is what happens when you don't have proper nutrition to go with your alcohol. Go to the uh, Billboard article. That one right there. It's the one. All right. And this is from Billboard.com. This is seven things you didn't know about King Diamond's landmark, Abigail. And we'll skip the... We'll, we'll have the article out on the website so you guys can look at it. Uh, factoid number one, Abigail was written on a dark, stormy night, which is perfect for this kind of day, this cloudy, dreary looking sort of day. Um, I don't know if we want to read all this. You know what? We're not going to read to you like you're idiots. You guys can look at this because I'm hoping that you're, uh, able to read. Otherwise all those show notes and stuff are for naught. So, (laughs) Um, factoid number two, the date of July 7th, 1777 and the album's titular figure were inspired by a tombstone. That's not creepy at all, is it? Titular. Titular. <laughs> well, titular wasn't the creepy part. Oh, sorry. <laughs> man, I went to this movie last night with this titular young 18 year old, man. She was, man, she was titular. All right. Oh, boy. How you doing? Oh, hey, you Fun factoid about Abigail number three. The number nine that's cited in the lyrics has special significance. So in this case, Miriam Natius is 18 years old and Jonathan LaFay, her beloved, is 27. All factors of nine. And of course, she's pregnant, which is also a factor of nine. And it gets into numerology and all kinds of crazy stuff. Anyway, you can read the article. Moving on. Ooh, this is a fun factoid. Abigail could be the first horror metal album. Nice. <laughs> and in fact, they even name check Alice Cooper there. They sure do. So yeah. horror metal thing that because we always hear at Metal Nerdery always making fun of like Post and Core and whatever kind of, but horror metal is probably accurate. Yeah, because I mean, death sure. metal was was not horrible, but I mean, it's sung about, you know, horrific things like dying horrifically or being, you know, disemboweled and stuff. But this was the first one that was like the, we'll call it Stephen King diamond. (laughs) Hello, this is Stephen King diamond. I don't really talk like this, but I thought it would be cool. Sorry. Okay. Moving on. So were Alice Cooper albums concept? I don't, I'm not familiar with Alice. They weren't necessarily concept, but like his shows were always, they had that darker. Yeah. Boa constrictor vibe. Well, like the theater show kind of thing, like where he saw somebody in half or there'd be snakes and shit. So, I mean, it was like, he had the show. It was kind of like with kiss, like they had the show and all King diamond is, is he basically took like Alice Cooper and kiss and really put it through like a magnifying glass to make it like laser focus where it's just super find all the scary shit. But Alice Cooper had no concept albums. I don't think he was really a concept album artist, but you know what? That might be a good one for, for the future because he probably was sort of the beginning of kind of bringing in the theatricalness 
to rock and then later metal. Uh, factoid number five, mixing the album was a painstaking task. Now, a lot of you people out there, you people, it sounds horrible. A lot of you folks out there has better. Um, oh, you people. <laughs> you people. Y'all, want, I mean, today we have digital recording. Everything is completely digital. It's megabytes and, and space. But way back in the day, they used to record albums on actual tape, and they would literally have to splice this shit together and put it together and, and cut it. So editing was a much more arduous task than doing it in Pro Tools or doing it, you know, like our illustrious producer Billiam does. You know what they had before Pro Tools? Pros. <laughs> Pros. <laughs> They've had those since but the in, beginning but- of time. <laughs> It's the oldest job in the world. That's right. Fun factoid number six. This is my favorite fun factoid, which I was completely fucked up about after I read it. And Bill just blew past it. The song, The Family Ghost, is haunted by two mysterious words. Now, this is creepy. So, apparently when they were recording it, they captured, at the very end of Family Ghost, you hear the, it sounds like, oh, damn. And I thought it was King Diamond the first time I heard it, but it's fucking not. Apparently, I guess the studio was haunted or it just showed up on there, but they couldn't work around it. They couldn't cut it out. So they just went with it. We'll have to, when we get into the tracks, we'll have to pull up that part because it's right at the end, like right before the end. Sure. But it's, it, listening to it in that regard, it's fucking creepy because you, you think about, how weird would that be to be recording that and you go back to play it? You didn't sing that line and then you fucking hear it come through and all of a sudden. Oh, damn. <laughs> exactly. Perfect. Brilliantly done. <laughs> Fun factoid seven. Speaking of the family ghost, King loathes the video for it. In case you're wondering what that word means, it's like an extreme form of hatred. Probably the most extreme form of hatred. And that was kind of a silly video, but you know what? I still thought the video was fucking cool when I saw it. Yep. Do you remember it back on the ball? Oh, yeah. Headbangers ball? Oh, yeah, for sure. It, it doesn't have no. shit to do with the song. It has nothing to do with the song. It, it's This is what happens when you get people who have no place in music video production sure. producing yeah. fucking music videos. Yeah. A lot of that going around. Yeah, those would be probably your record executive folks. And of course, the videos in this in this uh, article, if you want to see it, and it looks like right above it, there's a Pantera with King Diamond doing omens. I bet that's fucking badass. Should we give that a listen or no? Yeah, hit it for a second. I'm interested. That would be so badass, King Diamond and Pantera. Oh yeah. <laughs> Fucking awesome. Music's tight. Of course. Of course it will be. This is dying. <laughs> King 
Pantera. Yeah, I like it. That's killer. Very cool. King Diamond and Pantera. Whoever got to see that show was one lucky dog. Did we get past all the seven? Or were there more factoids? No, that was it. That was all the factoids? Shouldn't there be nine? There should be actually nine. And by the way, for the funness, there's some fun little brain thoughts of mine that erupted onto the page as I was going through working on this. But let us get into the tracks. Shall we? Shall we? It starts in with Funeral. So this is basically kind of like if you think about movies starting at the end and then working back from the beginning to the end. That's kind of how this works. Seven silver spikes. Because timeout just won't work with the unholy. (laughs) (laughs) No, it won't. Participation trophies and whatnot. Exactly. And now we get into arrival, which means they're arriving at the house. Outside, they're riding up in the horse-drawn carriage. See this huge looming shadow in the distance. And then Jonathan says, "Wait for it." Thank you. Definitely European metal with all the solos. Yeah. Very much. Seven. 
be confused with Anton LaVey. But that is where that name kind of got connected to, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, y'all knew that, right? The King Diamond was actually a practicing Satanist at one point. It's true. He looks like he would be. It's true, but you know what? When he was talking about it, it was more about, like, it was not all the evil and, you know, fire and murdering babies and all that kind of stuff. It sounded a lot like bliss, but, you know, it could be just because it was Satanism. I don't know. Maybe not. I'm wrong. (laughs) I'm right. I'm wrong. I'm not right. I'm not wrong. And now we go to a mansion in darkness. It's kind of like that neoclassical 80s thing. Yeah, for sure. in the corner of the studio just in case he needs a little extra. Crank it down on him. King, you ready? Yeah, take 45. <laughs> God, my balls hurt. Do we almost have it? He uh, surprisingly still pulls that off, man. Well, I think the way he does it is he uses like falsetto oh, to get yeah. way up there. But For sure. still, I think there's, I have a, I got a theory. I've been thinking about things. I got a theory. I'm going to write a thesis about it. But it's still a theory. It's a working theory. What it is. My theory is that people who live, like in Scandinavia, they're like way up north, I guess like near Greenland and the Arctic Circle, and maybe not that far north, but they're like further northern, northern, northerner than us, what? I think. Like the Canadians, like I think they can sing higher, so I think people in Scandinavia. Just because they're up on the earth a little more? Because they're higher. It's like what? they can breathe. Yeah, I think. I think it's like their vocal cords are, are differently abled. Hold on. My lips are real bad. Oh, boy. Fucking Napoleon. Uh, yeah. It's like, Matt, shut up. You're stupid. Okay, this next one now. We're going into the family ghost. So we're going to play. I want to comment personally as opposed to commenting impersonally. But... <laughs> The beginning of when I first heard the family ghost, that solo at the beginning, that one note. I know you know the note I'm talking about. You probably know. I know the note. There's a note, and it's it sounds so as a guitar player, it sounds so absurdly high. It's like that doesn't sound natural. And when I first heard it, I was like, "That's that's fucked up." You know, like it. How did he get that 
super high pitch because it's creepy. It's very, as a guitar player, that's not like a easy note to hit the way they pulled it off. But if you listen at the end, and we'll, we'll play this at the end, but at the very, very end of Family Ghost, there's a part where it sounds like King saying, oh, damn, but it's not King saying it. Apparently there was a voice that showed up on the recording, which we talked about earlier. Which sounds creepy. Matt, shut up. Drink some more beer. And... It's up there, Jared. Sure. Way up there. Cool in the headphones. Oh yeah. He always had like the reverb and the bouncing back and forth stuff long before that was normal. that's all the weebly weebly solo stuff which is awesome but now we're gonna go toward the end is it at the veggie veggie end it's not at the veggie veggie end but it's like after the still born 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 before that jesus fuck shit damn i know all the above all of it and then some For this too, because in the music video so they cut the out end. this part. No. I, think, I think it's at the beginning. <laughs> okay, it's coming up. Here we go. It's two so, songs before this. It's, <laughs> it's almost at the end. <laughs> so that's the crack your ass. <laughs> 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 So you're saying that that wasn't recorded? No. Now, Matt. <laughs> I'm saying King Diamond, go back to that listicle of seven things about Abigail, but fun facts. But yeah, he's saying that he did not sing that. They it captured it when they recorded it. They tried to cut loud. around it. Well, I think they tried to work with it. And they finally, because they tried to edit it out, and I think they finally just said, fuck it, let's just go with it. And I guess they left it. But it sounded, because it sounds almost like they boosted it. Surely it wasn't just that loud initially, but it would be creepy. Don't call me as Shirley. 
but it would be creepy as surely fuck if you actually recorded something like that and heard something come in. It's like, wait, I didn't sing that. Well, it sounded like whoever it was really enjoyed the King Diamond. Fuck yeah, yeah they did. <laughs> or, or walked in on King Diamond doing something. <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, damn. That's <laughs> yeah, a lot of evil in one place. Okay. <laughs> Does it get bigger? or No? Okay. Moving on. Can you you just saw him recently, right? Yeah. Yeah, November. November. Yeah. And how was it? Fantastic, as always. Yes. At the at the old tabernacle? At the tabernacle. I believe the next King Diamond performance will require a metal nerdery field trip. For sure. Yeah. Definitely. And follow-up report a la Maiden-ish. Yes. yes. Yeah, he's always good, man. Al- I, I always a good show. Who was, who was the opener, do you recall? I do not. Was it a fitting it, opener? It was somebody I had never heard of, and I don't recall liking it very much, but that, you know, probably because I wasn't familiar with it. Do you think it was kind of more in that vein or just like totally unrelated? No, no it seemed like, um, it seemed like just a bad rock band, but I could be wrong. Actually, I don't remember who it was. Um, and I don't think we saw all of it either. I think we came in about halfway through. Sometimes I kind of wonder how artists are like that. Like if they, because some people, I guess, take who they want out on the road. Yeah. And then some, I guess, is like, ah, you're taking them. This seemed like. Did you go with Joe? Yeah. 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 Joe and Shelby and Enjoy. Joe's boy. Nice. Yeah, it was good. It was good. It's, uh, I got yeah. a good candid shot of the. How did Joe's boy? Of the like two it? Benton boys. He loved it. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Fans. Oh, yeah. yeah. I got a good candid shot of them two rocking out to Diamond together. Oh, two yeah. generations of nice metal nerds. Oh, yeah. That you got to love that. It was good. Oh, yeah. And hopefully the metal nerdery continues on for yes. generations and generations. Yeah, I think it will. He's a, he's a musician kid, so he appreciates the... Yeah. Cool. And he shall also appreciate the seventh day of July night. 1777. No, man, it ain't 
picture of what's going on oh, in these songs. Sure. You've yeah, got sure. to read the lyrics yeah. for this album because they are all tangentially and interconnectedly connected. Yeah, them too. Same same deal. But it's like you get to actually see the whole story. And of course, there's it kind of has Pulp Fiction-ish moments like this one. You know, it's like they're in the current day and then now the ghost is telling, or the count rather, is telling Jonathan about what happened. 1777 to 1845. What is that? 50 years? 60 years? Ish. Ish. So it's kind of a time travel movie. Ish. The one thing I really love about King Diamond, probably of most of the metal bands, is that the way they write the band, it's like all the music has like movements and stuff to it. Like even with the story, you can see the progression and the change. Like on this one, at the end, when he talks about mummifying his stillborn daughter, and, and you know he thought about it, and became, he became obsessed with it, and then he said, "And he did, he did it." And then, like the whole tone of the music just goes into this crazy, like you can hear the lunacy in his fucking mind. Like what right. the hell happened? Huh. But it was like they were masters at that. Yeah, for sure. I think it's the part coming up. You, it, you can hear it, like the change. urgency to it you know yeah. I don't know I always just thought that was kind of cool how his band could do that and just kind of create like these movements and stuff that kind of like what you said earlier Eric that kind of opera yeah vibe yeah like horror metal opera yeah it's creepy music are they a, yeah. are they a down tuning I'm not real sure like you mean do they do like standard pitch or they down tune yeah. like Slayer does or yeah. something yeah just to give it a little more I'm not, I'm not real sure I know a lot of bands did do that back in the in the 80s, it was like you, you could heavy up your sound by dropping it a half step or yep. a full step yep. versus, you know, production style and, you know, triggers on your drums to make them sound bigger and all that stuff. Mm. But yeah, I guess, I don't know. I think they might have been, they might have been down to because I think that gave everything like a darker. Seems like it. Darker yeah. vibe. On the tab show it? Uh, probably. Yeah, probably so. This is a conspiracy. We're looking up currently to find out if they... Okay, so it looks standard. like on Conspiracy they use standard tuning. Yeah, look at there. So they yeah, might have used standard well. tuning on the other. I just wondered, because a lot of the, lot of the it, evil, evil bands did I think a lot of, I think in the 80s a lot of bands did do that. There weren't... Like Metallica was one of the few that I think that actually generally had standard tuning. Mm. Like, if they ever did down-tune stuff, it might have been, like, half-step or full-step, but they didn't do it often. But, like, Slayer always had yeah. dropped down a half-step. Yep. I do remember that. And then next we go into the Omens. Creepy Omens. Deadly Omens. You're listening to King Diamond Omens on W666 Radio. <laughs> Put some Satan in your coffee. Good morning. 
like that riff. Yeah. They always had killer riffs, man. Always. Production's good, too, for 87. Solid. Very good. It's probably one of the best produced King Diamond albums I've ever think it can't get any higher. <laughs> and he nails it every fucking time. That's almost why I gotta see him live to see him pull it off. He can do it, man. Oh, I'm sure. But like you said, it's a lot of falsetto and yeah. really eating the mic. But it's, it's, it's king. Sounds good, man. Sounds good. good every time. Can you imagine, though, if you like, you know, go with your pregnant woman and you go to this big creepy dark house that apparently is in your family yeah and then you find out there's all this weird shit going on and it's like oh man this is kind of terrifying <laughs> like what would you think if there was a church nearby nobody was in it the bells ringing and then you see like a little you know crib that's rocking by itself it's like what the heck grandma hey what kind of church bring that axe <laughs> over here chop this thing up and make it kindling let's get rid of it oh man I know uh, Joe's wife, when they were early dating, he took her to see King at the original Tabernacle. Oh, really? Not Tabernacle, the uh, Masquerade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was her introduction to uh, <laughs> his likes. <laughs> oh, gosh. She, uh, she tells a good story about I that. Bet. I bet. she does. <laughs> Shall we go into the possession? That old, uh, the old OG... Masquerade was a cool place. Oh, yeah. I missed that. I would have liked to have taken my kids to see it before it was gone. That's that's one of those places I really wish they hadn't have fucked that up. If I'd, have, if I'd have been an eccentric rich person, I would have bought all that land and said, you're not going to touch this at all. Yeah. All these yuppies can go move OTP. They don't need to be down here where metal lives. Lots of good shows at that place. Yes. Yeah. You know, they For talk sure. about places having a feel you know, music in the walls and yeah. whatnot. That place had a... That yeah. that place was... Personally, I think that place was blessed in terms of metal because yeah. it just... The whole feel of that place was just... That's where everybody started. You belonged. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's like if you went there and even if you got to... Like, we played there. We yeah. played there with Decimation. I mean, Adam played there as Ascension. I think he played in Signal there, but... Yeah, I mean, it's like it's just got that fucking vibe. But I bet to see King Diamond up close and personal at the old masquerade yeah. would have been badass. Yeah. Like, super badass. That place was cool. I know we're going to do Beneath the Remains, but I saw that tour there. I bet that was crazy as hell. Unbelievable. Oh, wow. Backshadowing. Um, I actually took the wife, I DD'd for her to see Faith No More, which I'm not a huge fan of, but the opening band blew the place apart, and it was a Limp Biscuit. I had no never shit. heard of them. And <laughs> it was that first album they put out. Man. It was good. Like before they really the broke one, mainstream stuff. That's the one where Adam said, he tells a story. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember that. That he was going to see Faith No More. Yeah. And some kids were coming out. And they, they were like, well, where are you going? Oh, we just came to see Limp Biscuit. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> he was kind of like, what the, what the I mean, it, it was one of those times where you, I thought the floor was going to 
fail. There were yeah. a few times there that I kind of wondered. Watch that floor. It's moving five yeah. inches up and down. Right. Well, not only that, but then when you'd have like techno night underneath it and you hear like, it's like loud as shit. It's like, what the fuck? It's like all of a sudden upstairs, and you just, everything's vibrating. That was a great place, man. Yeah, it was. Hail, kudos, and commitments, and condiments to the masquerade. That place was a blessing. I have not seen the new one, but. It's not bad, but it's not that other place, yeah, man. that's what I hear. And when I get to be rich and famous and successful and have money to burn, I'm going to, I may actually have them rebuild it, tear down all that yuppie shit they put up down there. <laughs> Fucking bulldoze all of it. It's trash. Seen, Fucking it, rebuild it. I have seen it. It's like where fucking yuppies live. Man, it, fucking it is, city. Uh, it's it's <laughs> unrecognizable. No. Well, what I'm going to do, I'm going to build back the old masquerade, original spec, <laughs> falling down, shitty lumber. Well, that's not the best part of town, is it? That's a terrible part of town. Yeah. That's what made it fucking awesome. I yeah. know, but but yeah. you're talking about putting really high-end stuff. No, no, that's no. I'm talking put. about bringing the masquerade back. I know, but that's what they put, right? I know, but it's like but, they put nice stuff down there, but it's like, No. You need to have, if I mean, you're going to have metal. You drive down North Avenue at, at any time after, any time after 10. Dark. Yeah, yeah dark. Yeah. And, and there's people like walking the street trying to stop you from yeah. driving. Yeah. Well, they used I mean, to do that. It seemed like when the masquerade was up, but now it's all like, you know, condos and like little eateries, little coffee shops, a little place to hang out with your dog <laughs> and let them go take a shit on the sidewalk and pick it up with a bag. It was always an added adventure to get to and from your car to, at that point. <laughs> well, well, that was part of the fun. It was kind of yeah. like, all right, are we going to, one time me and Adam went into like the BP, I think on Spring Street before we got back on the, you know, because mm-hmm. you had to go that way. And somebody come in. It's like I think there's about to be a crime committed. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but that was kind of part of the mystique of going to see a show at the Masquerade. Yeah, it's like yeah. you might run into a homeless person, you might run into a criminal. Oh, for sure. And you might get murdered. But yeah. you know, it's going to be a metal night. <laughs> <laughs> the possession. <laughs> There's a part in the middle of this. He talks about going to get the priest to get her soul back. That laughter. Does anyone remember laughter? Oh, yeah. 
Territory Sorry, I tapped it Just tap it in I tapped it a little bit I tapped it with a tip It's a tip tapper Isn't that an app? That's TikTok Not tip tap <laughs> And now we get to the title track of the album Named for a young lady who's evil And ate her mom from the inside out <laughs> Please stand by This is called Abigail Hold on, it's not, it's not playing It's not called Abigail yet Because Bill's not playing it yet But eventually we're going to get there We're going to listen to Abigail Long distance dedication from hell To Abigail Abigail That's how you pronounce that There's no A-I It's not Gail It's Abigail Like Abby and then G-E-L Gel? Abigail That's Dill It's oh. Abigail <laughs> Thank you, Metal Nerdery 101 on Sunday. That's not King Diamond. <laughs> That's some other noise that we don't know what the fuck that is. Could it be? I think it could be Bill Gates or Satan. I don't know. They're both the same person. <laughs> sure. I'm sorry. No, that's not the case. No, really, it is the case. Don't deny the power of Bill Gates. Uh, it's not playing. Okay. So that's going to be the mystery, is that we don't get to play Abigail. I mean, uh... See it here in your downloads, but it's not. It's not playing. No, it's under. It's not recognized. It's not recognized, man. That's some fuck, man. And you want to be my latex salesman? <laughs> Damn. Let me see if the next one. That one's not going to play either. Really? Yeah. What about Shrine? So Abigail and Black Horseman won't play. The Shrine that in there? From your no, not it's not? not not from your downloads. <sighs> Both tracks he played in November. What, Abigail on Black Horseman? Yep. There was a problem. Yeah, like a problem. That was problem. What is problem? There was problem. What is problem? Hero, is there a problem over here? Is there a problem today? Let's see. Can I more apps? Let's see if let's see if the whoa. No, don't do that. Whoa to you. Whoa. This is what's called dead air. Weird middle. Easterny. Yeah, I think that's descriptive. Yeah. Here you go. Scroll up a little bit, Bill. And now Matt will read to you <laughs> a little bit of the presentation. Uh, shallow thoughts be... by Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Oi, this is Archie. Matt's gonna give you his shallow thoughts about Abigail. <laughs> Hope you fucking enjoy it. Don't be a cunt, mate. Thanks, Arch. So Abigail, so I wrote some goofy little stuff we can put on the webpage and you guys can look at it and give us your feedback at metalnerdery at gmail.com. So I wrote some little synopses about the song. So Abigail, as Eric just alluded to, the intro itself is creepy. A little weird Middle Eastern-y sounding thing. Because it is kind of a Middle Eastern. That was like one of the first times I heard like that Middle Eastern sound in metal. That like really stuck with me. Can you imagine your spouse being completely dominated and possessed by some other evil unknown force? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then watching her laugh in your fucking face when that you too. tell her you're going to get the priest. Oh, yeah, priest imagine priest. the horror. And then imagine hearing one last message where she breaks through to tell him, that's it, I'm out, kill me now. Every married man in America wants to hear that. You can't fathom how alone you'd feel in that moment. If your possessed wife told you to throw her down the stairs. 
Yeah. How creepy would that fucking be? Honey, I'm trying to fight to get through. She's fucking evil. Kill me. So it's kind of like, uh, I'm not going to say it. I was going to say it, but then it'll make Metal Nerdery all political, and I'm not going to get into yeah, all that. Not, so I'm not going to do that. No, let's not do that. Best avoided. But, but let's just say that makes for a super creepy story, which I'm going to include in my screenplay, which I'm hoping I can get to Mr. Diamond. Or Mr. Uh, Peterson, I think is his actual last name. I'm pretty sure his name. wife is one of the backup singers and actors. In oh, the yeah? Show. On the yeah. show? Oh, okay. Yeah. Might go through her. Uh, <laughs> wink. <laughs> go through her? Gross. Yeah, sorry. It's only five inches measured from the top of my asshole. <laughs> well, go through her. Go in her? Maybe, but through? No. And then the Black Horseman is the ending. And to give you an idea, it's one of those typical 80s metal, heavy metal thrash things where it's like you got the clean intro, you know, the clean acoustic intro and it goes into the brutal other stuff. And this is sort of the crux. The This is, it ends where it begins. So this, if the album started with the ending, this is the uh, climax. And so at this point, this is where Everybody's already dead. Now the Black Horseman came back because Jonathan wouldn't listen. And so at this point, they've had to put Abigail to death because they found her doing unspeakable things, like eating her host from the inside out. Yummy. Which I believe, and you know what? I looked for this online and I could not find anything about it, but there is a movie, not a movie, a Netflix show called The Haunting of Hill House. The Haunting of Hill House. And there's some spots in there that I swear it seems like they almost sort of allude to some of the stuff on Abigail. Mm-hmm. Like there's some little things I've kind of picked up on. I'm like, I kind of wonder if they, because it's, it's adapted from a book that came out years ago. I think the author's name is, uh, it would be like Lucy something, Lucy Jackson anyway, but. It was, a, it was a book, and then they adapted it into a Netflix show. But there are components of the Netflix show that remind me of Abigail. Cool. So if anybody is connected with those people and knows the story and knows if it's true, send us an email at metalnerdery at gmail.com. And a copyright infringement notice. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they got King's Blessing, in which case... Well, they might have. That's all. That's all good. Yes. Actually, if we ever get if, if we ever get big and bad enough where we can get King on the show, we'll have to ask that question. There you go. And then he'll tell us. And then I had as part of a bonus on here Shrine, but since Billiam has said that Abigail, Black Horseman, and Shrine all did not show up in the cyberspace cloud place, is that a name for it? That's we'll stick it. Uh, we'll stick those on the Patreon. We'll do an episode yeah. of those. Aha! We'll do a th- we'll do a threesome for those threesomes. That really no. We'll do those three songs. That's it. But yeah, Shrine didn't really go with the album, but it, it it was part of the Abigail session. I think they had it as like a you know bonus track kind of thing. But anyway, we hope you enjoyed the Abigail dive. I know that was a little all over the road, but that's okay. That's how we roll here. Thank you for listening to us, Mr. Mixon. Thank you for joining us. Yes, anytime. And weighing in on the king. Please continue to spread the global nerdery about the metal nerdery and pick up abigail it's a good one go fucking buy abigail for sure yes support the king support king diamond support metal support all of it nerd out
Later. This is Nigel Nigerson, and you're listening to Metal Nerdery. Please follow them on the social media. Uh, they are now on Twitter at Metal Nerdery. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram at Metal Nerdery Podcast. And search for them out in the Googles at metalnerdery.com slash podcast. This is obvious Osborne. That guy's British. Isn't it obvious? <laughs> <laughs>